Welcome back to another episode of Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire young women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. Welcome to the opening segment called Getting to Know You. Original, I know. And today I'm going to ask three questions. Here we go. Hi, Liz. Hi, Sarah. What is your favorite ultimate workout? I love CrossFit. I'm obsessed with CrossFit. It's quite funny and I never in my wildest dreams thought I would ever be someone who would do it, but it's the best and I do it six times a week and I love it. What was the funniest moment on a plane or a flight anywhere? Well, (laughs) I was on an impact trip over to India a few years ago and I got on the plane and I was all fine and everything was okay and about an hour into the flight, I just was overwhelmed with being sick and I thought I'd got over this gastro bug, but I just hadn't and so the poor air hostess saw me in complete mess being sick on this plane and she had to get me a new seat and lay me down and I kind of felt like a patient rather than a passenger and it was kind of funny in hindsight but at the time you just feel so sorry for yourself and everyone mm. from our group had just wanted to ignore me because I was that girl who was sick on the plane <laughs> and so they kind of just left me on my own and my group of 10 had neglected me and I had to be dealt with I by... I like Warren's uh, like a gold, not gold class, what do they call it? I thought class. I was going to get a business class upgrade but unfortunately they just found me three seats in the middle of a packed plane. Last question, where do you live currently? What's your favourite thing to do when you live there to go out and have fun. Okay, so I live in Perth, Western Australia. I've been there for just shy of three years and my favourite thing to do is drink coffee and eat breakfast. So same as the Gold Coast. Same as the Gold Coast. I have just gone from one coast to the other by the beach, drinking coffee, eating food, going for a walk. Exactly what I'd be doing if I was living here. So it's really lovely. off today by telling us a bit about your journey so far. I grew up on the Gold Coast. We moved here when I was three years old and I have a really lovely family. I grew up, I'd been in the same church most of my life. I don't really remember having an experience where I didn't know Jesus in my life. But as I grew up and started to unpack more of who God was, I realized I needed more and more of him in my life. And what did that look like? And how was I going to do that? And being a bit stubborn, didn't really know that that actually required a lot of surrender. (laughs) It required me to do some active laying down of my stuff. Like my life journey has just been getting to know more and more of who God is and who he's created me to be. And as I've done that, just falling more in love with him and seeing what he might have have for me, just being open to the possibilities of what could I possibly do with my life and how could I be building the kingdom? How could I be seeing others come to know him? So that's really my journey. It's not glamorous and I used to be so embarrassed by it because I didn't have a big moment where I didn't know Jesus and I had this 180 turnaround and now I'm this new person. But I can see in my life, God has created something new in me and it didn't require me having to go into darkness and that's an incredible thing. We are in darkness when we don't know Jesus and coming to know him, regardless of where you've come from, is the miracle of salvation and that is beautiful and to be celebrated. Yeah, that's awesome. And you were on the Gold Coast and then you got called? Yeah, so I was on the Gold Coast and I had the opportunity come up completely out of nowhere to go and work for an amazing church over in Perth and just went. That's awesome. It's pretty much it. It was this thing and my incredible lead minister from here in 
the Gold Coast, when I was talking to him about it, he was saying when I was weighing up back and forth, what am I going to do? Should I go? Should I not go? And he said something that has really changed the way that I view the call of God in my life. Reasons to say no rather than reasons to say yes. Mm. And um, there wasn't a lot of reasons to say no and so many great things and opportunities. So I went. And I loved it. And I didn't think I would be there almost three years on still loving it, but I am and God is good. You're going to talk to us about the topic of God giving us dreams and what does that look like? And as women, how do we pursue that without taking our eyes off Jesus? Why is this an important topic in today's society? Well, I think that as women, particularly, we always want something more. There's always got to be something like, okay, I'm at this, but next I'm going to, Mm. and we are encouraged. And as little girls, even we're told to dream big and have these big goals and aspirations for our life. And I think that that's incredible, but I've been challenged in years past where sometimes we can get so caught up in chasing those dreams that we forget what it is that we're called to. Mm. And there's this tension of what it is as followers of Jesus that he's asking of us and not losing sight of that when we're pursuing our big dreams. Yeah. Yeah. So as a young woman who was chasing career and still am, and I love that I've got big, big dreams. I'm often having to remind myself, be like, okay, in light of the big picture of what God is doing on the earth and me being a part of that, how do I continue to keep him the focus in all of that while still chasing my dreams in light of some of those dreams not yet being realized? Mm -hmm. So with disappointment and things coming from left, right, how is it that I can keep my eyes fixed on Jesus? And I think that that's a big deal. And, you know, when I share that with other people or if I'm talking to friends about it, I'm just coming to know more and more I'm not alone in managing that tension. What do you think God's perspective is on us making sure that even though we're following our dream, that we're focusing on the calling that he's given us? I think that the Bible is just really clear about what it is that Jesus asked of us, Mm. like that he wants us to love God and love other people. I really think that when you boil it all down, that's what we're called to do is to Mm. love other people and to love him and to put him first and to see his kingdom established on the earth. Like that is such a big calling, like, and we're a part of something so much bigger than ourselves when we do that. But I think as well that he wants us to dream, like it says through scripture all the time, like expect big things from God. In Ephesians, it tells us that God can do more than we can ask or imagine in our wildest dreams. So that God is like, you think I'm capable of this? Dream bigger, dream bigger. And I think for me that that's something that sometimes I can feel a bit sorry for myself and be like, oh, you know, God, I dreamt about this before and that's not yet come to pass. And I've you know, I dared to trust you with this dream and I've never seen that realized. And then I've had this challenge be like, okay, that's what you thought I was capable of. Like dream bigger. Like I can do more than you could ask or imagine. And so for me, I think that God is showing me more and more that as I delight in him and as I give him my every day, he puts dreams in my heart that are from him. And it says in Psalms about delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. I always took that to mean like if you love Jesus hundred percent and you do everything you can to honor him, he will give you everything that your heart desires. But as I've walked life and, you know, as I've entered a new decade and as I've had a bit more life experience, I think that God has shown me like, no, put me first and I will put things in your heart that only I can satisfy. I will give you the desires of your heart and there'll be things that honor me. You'll be part of the big adventure Mm -hmm. and it'll align, your dreams will align with your calling. And that could be completely theologically inaccurate. But for me, with my walk with Jesus, that's really how I started to unpack that. And that's what I hold on to. And that's what I think God is asking of me. And I love that. When you're going through this time of trying to work out the balance between dreams and the calling and always remembering God's calling on our lives. What's some things that have inspired you along the way when you felt a bit down? I think I've been really, really grateful that I have incredible women around Mm -hmm. me 
I think for me, being part of community with people from all different spheres and all different experiences and people who have seen dreams come to pass, people who have had things in their lives that are so outside of what they ever envisaged their lives would look like, it's so encouraging. And so I look around and I see that God is doing so many great things in the women in my world. Who is he not to do those things for me? Yeah. And looking back, I'm ever like, oh God, I trusted this to you and this hasn't happened. And those moments of frustration where we're sitting and we're feeling so helpless, like God, when will it be? When will you do these things? What do I need to do? And this constant peace that kind of comes upon where it's like, he's never failed me yet. I look back and I go, okay, I didn't know that that was something. And you know, an experience for me is that I never dreamed of Perth. Perth was never a dream, but it was something that God kind of had in store for me. And I trusted Mm -hmm. him with that. It is so much more than anything I could have asked. And the people that I've met and the community that I'm a part of and the things that I'm doing. And now it's become your dream. And now I am living the dream. And we use that phrase so like liberally, but I actually am living out this dream. And my friend Claire, she has this incredible phrase where she's like, God isn't a dangler of carrots with dreams. You know how sometimes we see that thing, the like image of the The carrot being dangled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that the the carrot is dangled and we're kind of like following it around aimlessly. God doesn't do that with our dreams. He wants us to do incredible things when they honor him and when they are in line with our calling and so it's this encouragement to not be so distracted by our dreams that we miss that calling that's an encouragement for me that I can have conversations like that with friends that help me to stay on track I always say what's an inspiration and a lot of people say it's the friends that you have around oh, you how 100%. important that is yeah. yeah and I love that and I think that when we feel like our dreams aren't being realized it can be quite isolating yeah and I think that that's something that we can sometimes be caught up in that it's like oh I'm the only one everyone else is having all of these things happen but when you dare to be vulnerable within community you hear the stories of other people and their stories aren't as glamorous we see the highlight reel Mm. so often and for me it's just the privilege of doing life closely with other people and letting their stories be encouraging and in turn your kind of broken messy story gets to be an encouragement to them which is only by God because honestly who am I that my story would make any difference to anyone and so it's kind of this thing where you take the broken bits trust him with that Before we finish today, do you have any final words of encouragement for listeners that are on this same journey? I just think that it's an encouragement that I got from a friend is just to dream again. Dream again in light of unrealized dreams to still know that God is still God that he has still got big things for you, that when you trust your life to him, he will place things in your heart that only he can satisfy. Sometimes that doesn't look the way that we think it's going to look, but that God is good and that when we dream, we can trust him. I just am so encouraged whenever I'm encouraged to dream. If you can dream it, he can do more. And so just keep dreaming. And also not to forget that our dreams aren't to distract us from our calling. That at the end of the day, we are called to love God and to love other people. And our dreams, the way that we are fashioned, is a way that we can outwork that calling. So our dreams may be different and we've each got a unique bend to our lives. Mm -hmm. And that helps to build the kingdom as we work out our calling to love God and to love other people. Thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. Yay, thanks, Sarah. All the way from Perth. Yay, special guest. (laughs) First interstate guest. Such a privilege. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to today's episode, everyone. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week.